So normally before our Wednesday podcast, we have Jacob two times on to help us intro. But today we are going to get a little heavy about the presidential debate. Yes. So I'll tell you uh, this. If you don't like politics, if you don't want to hear our views about politics, if you're like, they're just radio hosts, shut your mouth. Well, this probably isn't the podcast for you. If it's going to upset you or make you have a worse day. That's okay to yeah, not listen. Maybe move on to the next podcast or maybe go back and bench some previous episodes. But if you're ready to dig down into it, oh. let's do it. Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. Hello. Nice suspense buildup. I Hi. like it. How's everybody feeling today? Um, dive in. I feel a little bajiggity. Bajiggity? Mm. What does bajiggity actually mean? I just feel a little off. Mm. I don't know. Not like not in a bad way. As a matter of fact, as a quick side tangent, since I've started this whole healthier lifestyle type of thing, like with the eating and the working out i generally feel better mm-hmm. in life like mm-hmm. i in the water i'm assuming um i feel sort of like i have actual real energy to make it through a full day of living mm. yeah. which is important <laughs> yeah. yes. um which is important yeah i mean legit like i would feel like i had to nap otherwise i didn't like, sometimes I don't know how I made it through, like, 5, 6 p.m., mm. like, getting dinner ready for myself and my daughter. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so I feel better generally. And so I'm not talking about that in a sense. Like, I do feel okay. My mental health has been good since I sort of finished up Neurospot TMS, my treatments and everything. I generally feel a lot better than I did, say, two or three months ago. Mm. That Listen, that clean living makes a difference. It really does. I, I just I feel better physically and mentally. However, I just don't feel great in in my spirit soul, soul yeah. region. I wonder why. Vote now. Are you pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know he want you're to a senator. The I'm not going to answer the question. Why because, would you answer that because question? Because the you question is, the question is, the radical question, left. Will you who shut is up, on, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so right. Gentlemen, is, I think this we've is ended so this. He's going to pack the court. We have en- oh, no, no. Give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a pr- productive segment, wasn't it? <laughs> Keep yapping, man. The people understand, Joe. <laughs> they 47 do. years, you've yeah. done nothing. They understand. Oh. All right. Hmm. Or maybe this. Will you tell us how much you paid in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017? Millions of dollars. You paid millions of dollars? Millions of dollars. So not 700. Millions of dollars. And you'll get to see it. And you'll get to see it. But let me just tell you, it was the tax laws. 
I don't want to pay tax. Be- before I came here, I was a private developer. I was a private business people. Like every other private person, unless they're stupid, they go through the laws, and that's what it is. He passed a tax bill that gave us all these privileges for depreciation. We build a building and we get tax credits like the hotel on Pennsylvania Avenue. You get okay. a massive, which, by the way, was given to me by the Obama administration, if you can believe that. Or maybe this. Oh, Drug my God, prices really? will be coming down 80 or 90 percent. You could have done it during your 47-year period in government, but you didn't do it. Nobody's <laughs> done it. So we're cutting health care. All of the things condition. that we've done, insulin. I'll give you an example. Insulin. It's going to, it was destroying families, destroying people. The cost, I'm getting it for so cheap. It's like That's water. Wild. You want to know the truth. So cheap. Hmm. Is it? Hmm. Is that? Did we fact check that one? Right. So the debate was last night. Uh, if you're listening to this in the future or today. Oh, in the future. Let's think of 30 years from now somebody oh. listens to this. Good God. Ah. Hopefully we're not in a civil war and we're in a much better spot as a country. Um, that was ominous. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I just am a little beside myself. Are you also bajiggity? I am bajiggity. No, you know what? I'm not bajiggity. I'm angry. Mm. I'm angry. And I'm going to be completely honest and transparent with you. Um, today's show was a little hard for me. I have to sort of separate my brain into two. Um, when we do the on-air show... It is on a large radio signal, 101.5, that reaches thousands, millions of people. And we talk to a lot of people every morning. Mm -hmm. My job as a radio person is to get the biggest amount of people to come into the fold, into this radio station for you to enjoy it. So we get good ratings, which means our advertisers have more ears. To spend money with Then us. you go and you spend money at Medi Weight Loss or TMS Neurospa or Monkey in Paradise. And it helps us make a living. Right. Yeah. That's how we make our That's living. That's how we make a living. And so what we've always been told is... You come on and you be as non-offensive as possible. You don't try to have those tough conversations. You don't talk politics. You don't talk religion. You don't talk abortion. You don't talk about stuff like that. You be funny. You play good songs. And you do a show. And that's it. Yeah. That's for sure the, the blueprint. That's it. Things have changed. And as a black man, it is getting harder and harder for me to come on the air and to just ignore Mm. and put my head in the sand. I could understand that. And so when we opened the show this morning, the first thing I wanted to say is our president did not condemn white supremacists. He said, stand by. Yeah. He said, stand by. And even if he misspoke, because they were going very fast, he didn't take a second to go, oh, wait, I'm sorry, I misspoke. What I meant to say was stand down and don't do that. Right. Because what did he say? Did he say stand down and stand back back and and stand stand by? by. And so I thought the same, because I always try to look at everything from all sides. Because you know, if there was like a staunch Trump supporter who is bent on hearing, you know, the quote unquote right thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, I heard that and I was like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> so then I had to think of it. I was like, okay, let me put my other hat on. So if one were trying to dissect and say, okay, maybe he was flustered in that moment and meant to say stand down, like Miguel mentioned, instead of stand back and stand by. Right. Because he fumbled his words, as we've all done on the radio. All the t- every day. Literally every day. At some point, when it starts to become a thing and people either point it out or, you know, you are made aware of what you just said and how it comes across. If for, if for us, for example, if I said something like ass backwards like that and someone was like, did you mean X, Y, Z? I would have been like, I'm so sorry. I misspoke. Perfect example, Holly. Remember a few years ago when we were only allowed to talk for like two minutes at a time? Mm. And we did a topic about, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like somebody was caught on Instagram, a celebrity going through an airport, and they made a statement that made it seem like people with autism are not real people. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going. And then I don't remember what the conversation we had was. It was something with like, um, yes, with someone who has like mentally challenged. Right. And I was like, we were talking because we can only talk for two minutes at a time. And my brain just does not work that fast. Right. And so I was trying to like get my statement out really quickly. But what it sounded like I said is that you have normal people and autistic people. I did not say that. But then that's how people heard it when right. I was talking it really quickly. It came out like, well, with normal people. Right. And of course you didn't mean that people with autism are also not normal. Right. I was talking about that celebrity who was not normal for saying that. It was a lot. And it was a lot because it's when you hear stuff right. in the public and you're going fast, we're going fast. The the meaning can sometimes get misconstrued, and you want to be clear on what you mean and versus what sometimes pops out your mouth. Right, and then people called in immediately afterwards. They were like, Miguel, I can't believe you would say that. And literally, we both were like, wait, what did I say? I think we went back and listened. We did. We literally went back, and then we played it back, like two songs later, the, the clip of me saying it, and I said, I'm so sorry. As you can see, I was talking really fast. I did not mean that. That was not my intention. I'm so sorry. So you would think that... Like if that... So let's go back to this. So let's say if that's the case. Right. And President Trump said, stand back and stand by. Later on, even after the debate, let's say, someone, you know, took him off stage because at that point, like, they're moving on, whatever. Even the moderator and Joe Biden didn't catch it, by the way. It just sort of went pot, went by. Right. So let's say nobody in that moment of live television, of live debate caught it. But after the fact, everyone's like... Um, like, this, what is, you- this is now the biggest thing that is being talked about. Yeah. Can you, would someone like to address this? Right. Our president loves Twitter. Yeah. Just hop on and hop say. Hop on Twitter and be like, in a moment of whatever, I misspoke <laughs> and I meant to say, stand, what, stand down? Scott? Stand back stand, and stand by. Yeah, but instead, maybe say stand, stand down. Stand down. Right. Or like, yeah, or just actually or just give say- your... Real perspective, which should be, I do not contend that. Like, that should be as simple as that. But you can't even get somebody that is the president of the United States of America to say that he's not for white supremacy. How is this reality? Because those people are some of his biggest supporters. That's why I think he won't do it. Even if he misspoke and didn't mean to say that, he's going to leave it. Because those people, those white supremacists who support him and love that whole thing, they're like, 
that's our boy. Right. And they I'm were. Up. And they did. They did last night. They they tweeted about it. It was mm-hmm. go- circulating on social media moments after it was said. So, of course, he won't take it back because those people are his grassroots Ugh. base that he has fired up and that he will pull in by the thousands right. to vote for him. That's why. Regardless of how Donald Trump personally thinks about it, he would never go out and say, I misspoke. First, because he needs those white supremacists to vote for him. Mm-hmm. Second, because he feels like an apology or a, an admission of error yeah. is weakness. Yep, right. On the contrary, it's actually a great mm-hmm. sign of strength. And leadership. Mm-hmm. And leadership. Mm-hmm. But that's never been how he's run this presidency. No. Admitting error, admitting mistake is weakness, and it will be stamped out which doesn't leave a whole lot of room for learning and growth. Right. And that's what it comes down to. That's what I, cause I put some thought into this last night and I was like, why does this, I mean, obviously face value, it absolutely is horrendous, but then you start to look at the reasons why mm-hmm. and like the different little things that beep along with it. And you're like, I see. And I think what upsets me about this as a person who, you know, has enjoyed politics you know, I used to read freaking Time magazine in middle school, you know, and that's when I first began to, like, really understand politics or try to understand and try to understand these complex issues. And what they're talking about is very complex. It, we oh, yeah. are a nation of 300 million people. We are a global economy. These aren't easy issues to dissect. And when literally I can't tell you outside of you know, the clips we played and the big headline about the not condemning the white supremacists, what do they think about helping people that need help with the pandemic? What do they think about racial inequality outside of, well, the Democratic-run cities are bad? Yeah. I mean, and this is what I really hate about this, is as I just went through Donald Trump's Twitter, and before I say that, let me say that Obviously, if you're a fan of Donald Trump, you're probably not listening right now. No. But if you just happen to be, know that I'm coming from a place of trying to understand. I know that there are some liberals that I have in my life that are like, if you vote for Donald Trump, F you. You are racist. I don't believe that. I think that you are being quiet and letting someone who is giving a megaphone to those people um, have a voice. And I think you're you're letting them letting it happen. And I think you're misguided. Right. But I'm not going to say that you're a racist or you're a bad person, because I do think at some point as a country, we do have to try to come together. And so I want to understand why you are attracted to this. And this is why I've so desperately been trying to get a conservative to come on the show on the podcast, because I truly want to understand how you could look at that performance on the debate last night when every time Joe Biden was trying to get a point across, it was interrupting with lies. And when he was talking about Joe Biden's son and this money, and I was like, how the fuck is that going to help me? How? Mm-mm. How is that? Tell me. If Trump was on the phone right now, I would say, why did you just spend so much fucking time when this man is trying to explain what he wants to do with the country? And literally for five minutes, all you could talk about was his son. How is that going to help me as an American? It's not. 
And but you know what it did do? And I'll go back again to his base. Is it his entire performance last night, which is what it was. Yes. Do not forget that this is a reality television star. You might as well have Nene Leaks up here. Only it would be a little more entertaining. It actually would. Yeah, which would. Uh, but so this is a reality television star turned politician. I just used air quotes. Right. So it is. It was his job not to gain new supporters. Right. To rally that same base that I just talked about a couple of minutes ago. So they don't care about policy. Right. They just want to see that the leader that they've put. So I think, and I'm again, if you are a Trump supporter, call us up. Please. I would love to have you on the podcast and see your actual view instead of what my psychological brain is trying to construct out of this. Right. Okay. So this is me just coming at it from understanding people on a psychological level. Mm hmm. You're talking to those people who are not ever going to get down to, like, the the books and look at, like, what economic policy does. I, I admit right now I don't know what the fuck is going on half the time right. with, like, our e- economy and, like, the, the figures and the stats and, you know, all this other stuff. The big ones to me are more so, like, human rights issues and things like that. So I don't get a lot of, like, the financial and the economic. Like, I don't – I admittedly don't do that well. But neither do a lot of Trump supporters. Right. What they do well, and this is why he is so appealing to a lot of these types of people. And I, I, I'm going to, again, to be fair, not all Trump supporters are the same. Right. But I do think a loud, um, you know, a loud portion of his base don't care. Right. They want to see a bully rub someone's face in the ground. Mm. And that's why he did that, Miguel. Right. It wasn't so that, you know, we could have an actual debate on policy and issues and, and you know, the platforms that we're talking about here. Donald Trump went in with a one goal, and that was to bully and fluster Joe Biden and possibly the moderator. <laughs> Chris Wallace. <laughs> Girl. All right, well, that's a whole other thing we can put aside to talk about in a little bit. But, like... He went in just to talk over people. Right. Just to be loud. There was no point. So it's like trying to find logic in an argument with a narcissist. Mm. There isn't any. And that's what's so maddening because he wasn't trying to have a debate on the. They were having two different experiences. Oh, Joe yeah. Biden was trying to talk about policy and what his plans were. Donald Trump's like, I already got this office. I don't. I don't actually have any plans for the future because guess what? We have not heard them. Mm-mm. We have not heard about his health care plan because he doesn't have one. No. So his whole tactic was just throw off Biden and to those bullies that are a large majority of his supporters. And people who look at that type of strength as leadership, maybe they didn't have enough uh, um, affection growing up from their own parents. So they think that strength is getting hit with a switch from the backyard. And that's my president because he's not taking any shit from anybody. Mm. Walk all over Joe Biden. Does that make sense? Yeah. To no, it does. provide a little clarity at least because you're looking for logic where there is none. Yeah. And I guess that's what's so hard for me is as a person who – you know, probably since college when I had like my first really, really great history professor and I really understood how you have to look to history to understand yeah. so many things that happens to us now. And so I truly enjoy it. And the fact that we've been able to hold 
this institution of America and not have a dictator to not have a king or a queen or a monarchy that we've been able to have these peaceful transfers of power. And it's because we all agree to this contract of being American citizens, that this is how we conduct ourselves in our country. And this is what we agree to. And so when you have someone who literally is taking the constitution and the set of values that we hold as Americans and just ripping it up. And I think to myself, sort of like when I say on a very, you know, dumb level, when I have a friend that's like, ooh, I want to go cheat on someone. And I'm like, but what about what happens next? You know, how many times have we had those segments on our show? And I'm always like, but wait, what's going to happen when they find out? What's going to happen next? Speaking from personal experience, you don't think about and you don't care about what happens next. Right. And I guess for me, that's what's so hard because I always think about the consequences of like, where do you think this is going to lead us to? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's I'm not really like if you are conservative and even if this were liberal, if this were reverse, yes. if 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 Obama was like Trump and he was doing all of this back in the day, I would be like, bruh, you are disrespecting the institution of the presidency. We're not going to have anything left. Right. Like we I, as a liberal, we couldn't go on just having liberal justices and presidents and senators. At some point, it's going to flip back mm-hmm. and it's just going to keep going back and forth. So what does this lead to? If we can't come together at some point and be like, all right, I know you don't want to destroy the country. I know we think about it differently. So let's just stop. What is this going to lead to? And is like no one thinking about that? I don't. That I don't know. That I don't know the answer to, which is maybe the most scary thing because It's so uncertain. And this is, this may be, I don't want to say this because I haven't actually thought this through all the way. This is just coming off the top of my head. (laughs) But in this, in this moment, I'll Mm -hmm. say one of the scarier things that has come out of the Donald Trump presidency is an air of mistrust and confusion. We are a big country. Okay. 300 plus million people. And it's difficult to get one message out to every citizen in a uh, solid, factual manner. It's just difficult because we are a capitalist nation and everybody's got their own motivations. It's hard to get one uniform message out. However, what he has done Mm -hmm. is cause so much confusion amongst the people that now we don't know what to believe. I mean, you do if you do your due diligence, if you do your research. Like sort of like we're we're in this position of being in like a a, a part of the media. Mm-hmm. We're not like the quote MSM. No, we are a media company though, and we are tasked with being as unbiased when reporting as possible and viewing all sides. Like mm-hmm. we learned in college, if we took if we went to college, or hopefully if you know a radio personality didn't get that training, they got it somewhere along the way of getting your info from a multitude of sources Mm -hmm. so that you've got a lot to pull from and you can get that one message. I would say the average American doesn't have time nor the motivation nor the need to do that. So they're getting their news from one source. The problem with the Trump presidency is that He's made it so that you don't know who to trust. Right. I look to my own mom right now because she's such a big Trump supporter. 
but she's scared of everything. Mm -hmm. And she even said it to me the other day. She's like, it never used to be like this when I was, you know, back before, like when I was younger. But now she's because she I got mail in ballots and we're going to we're going to go take them in instead of mailing them because she's like, I don't trust the, the post office. I was like, see, but see, look at the problem. So Trump said, don't trust mail in voting. And then later he said, oh, except in Florida, you can definitely trust it in Florida. And now it's like, well, can you trust it or not? Right. My mom literally thinks that a postal worker is going to rip up her ballot. Oh, my God. Do you understand? Like, that's what the president has done. He has made everything this um, slippery floored thing where you're like, I don't even know what reality we're living in. Yeah. I mean, and that's what is... I mean, this scared me from the beginning, this whole fake news thing. Um, mm -hmm. I always thought to myself that there is a difference between here is what happened, that's news, and then here is what happened, but here's what I think. Yes. There's a difference between that. And so when he calls all of that fake news and you don't know what to believe, like, what's the one... Where do you get point the of truth? view that we're looking from? Where do you get the truth then? Yes, because if you can't find it from CNN or NBC News or CBS or Reuters or AP, the more you, are you getting it from Breitbart? Are you getting it from the National Review? Those and then, conservative. Do you trust Fox? Do you right. trust CNN? And, Can you not trust any of those? Do you trust? But then the scariest part is we're just supposed to trust the White House, right? That is wrong. I don't care if there's a liberal or a conservative in the White House. The whole point of the media is to hold these people accountable. I mean, I believe it wasn't the phrase they are like the fourth estate or the fourth branch of the government because their job is to keep the high-powered people accountable. Yes. And so when he says, well, they're attacking me, they're attacking me, they do it to everybody. They did it to Obama. They did it to Bush. They did it to Clinton. They did it to the first Bush. They did it to Reagan. They did it to Nixon. They did. It. They do it. That's their job is yes. to factually check into what you're doing so you don't abuse that power. You know going in that you're about to be attacked by the media as well you should be. And if you're not doing anything shady, then show the receipts. Yeah. Holly, let's let us shut up. Scott, what do you think? I know. Scott, we just, you, we were so, just I'm sorry. No, I both just, of us. I didn't know I had that all. No. Sorry. No, I mean, I mean, my only thought, like, right now, how I feel about this is I'm honestly just like, have we come to the point where, like, what does our democracy look like And the next, like, I'm not even joking when I say this, like, we are getting to such an extreme point, it's like such a crazy time period of this mistrust and this division, like, how do you recover? Like, and it's also, uh, I was thinking is, you know, Obama or uh, Trump also has a team around him. That's like, you know, when there's plans that are not happening, there's things that are not being said. Like, what is happening with the team? That like, obviously, there's other politicians involved. And what other do you people. mean, like the other? Like, let's say for okay, let's talk about his health plan that like even got brought up yesterday on the debate. Like, where has that been? Why hasn't that been brought up? And it's like, okay, it obviously isn't just Trump. It's like, okay, you're pl like you have a team that's supposed to be working on this with you. Where are y'all at? Why isn't there anything there? And I know he's the lead of that. It's because he fires them. Well, when they I, disagree, he fires them. And I see that. But again, my worry is like, okay, where do we go from here? Like, if we settle for this, like, it's only going to continue to get worse. And for me, like, that's terrifying. Yeah. Like, this is supposed to be like, 
USA, like a good leader. Show us the right way to live our life. But now we're like accepting this. And it just feels like the democracy is kind of just like something's some kind of turning point. Unless we get like a phenomenal type of person that's able to kind of be in the middle, which now we're so divided. How the hell is that going to happen? That's going to actually be able to get us back on the right path. But now I feel like we're so far off one path. I don't know. I feel like the next step is just feels scary. Like legit. You're not wrong. I feel the same fear. Like, I mean, we do literally have fighting in the streets. Like, yes. like legit. We oh, yeah. now have people, like, fighting on our own land. That's I mean, the other thing that just cracks me up is everyone's like, look what would happen if Biden became yeah. the president. Bitch, it's happening now. Right now. That's Trump's America. I mean, even Saturday night, we were in downtown St. Pete at Bella Brava, and we were outside eating, and the protesters came through. And that's when we I didn't see the stuff that came down that went down with the gun where someone pulled a gun um, on a protester because they had these like militia people Last that night? came down. No, this was this weekend oh. in St. Pete. Um, it's been on the Tampa Bay Times. But like someone drew drew a gun yeah. on someone like one of these militia members that were here to, quote unquote, protect the city oh. when they've just been peacefully protesting in downtown St. Pete since George Floyd. I just. I wish I could go back in time and get the feeling of what it felt like right before the Civil War. Uh, because it's not, and I hate saying that in a public forum like this, but as a non-pundit, as just a American citizen who all I can use is my right to vote, that's what it feels like. This is what I imagine what it must have felt like before the Civil War and also in the 60s as the uh, civil unrest and the civil rights movement was reaching a fever pitch. Yeah. It feels like that unrest, that prickly feeling that every time you look around, there's just division mm -hmm. and anger and uh, yelling and no understanding. Like, the only time that, and you could see it from his body language, that Trump, when he was doing the debate last night, he never really listened. He just no. attacked. Well, that, I mean, again, that was the goal. And you, but I guess I'm trying to ask questions for stake, like, though. I guess it's like I'm trying to ask a dog to like do a math test. But that, I mean, like, and that's, I know this won't happen with this individual as that part, but like I envision as our, like, this could happen no matter what. Like, of course we have 300 plus millions of people. Like, yes, there could be these crazy moments where there are protests, there are fights, there are Riots, whatever they be. But that's when the leader steps up on his platform that we put him on as the president to say, hey, everyone, let this is why we have united as part of our country. Right. How could we do this together? But it's exactly what was stated in the debate yesterday where it's like you literally are just putting gasoline on the fire. You go. It's like any I know he knows what he does because he says words very specifically as so nonchalantly to be like. Either those are kind of good people or, you know, whatever side he supports. Or for the freaking forest. Or oh, it's the leaves on the ground. I turned it off before then. Well, <laughs> I missed that part. It's like these little things. He just, anytime he gets, a, like, to just rally you up and make you divide even further. Like, that divided us now with people that believe in global warming. People that do not. Because he's still on this reality show. This but, entire presidency is his reality show. And that's the hardest part for me to realize. It's like, okay, for you, it's a reality show. For us, 
It's our future. For us, it's our life. Like, legit. And as I hate even saying that, but it is our lives. Because if you go out right now and you got some crazy-ass dude that thinks he's protecting the country by pulling a gun on you. Yep. Because he believed what you said. Mm-hmm. You are ruining the country. You are not, like, you are inciting fear in all of our minds. This is, it just blows my mind that, you know, and again, I have family members that are like, I are Trump, and I just, I don't get that because what I thought you valued before was respect, was dignity, was what the values were same. for the American people. This is not that. So how the hell do you have those same values as you did before? That's why mm. I go back to, like, what Miguel said where it's like, I, I don't think that every single person voting for Donald Trump is like an active or even latent racist, but I do think that they have been misguided. And it's almost like, and I'll go back to using the narcissist analogy, when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, and that could be a working one, a, like, you know, a romantic one, whatever, you don't know until it's like too late <sighs> that you're being gaslit, that you're being... You're just being hypnotized. That your reality is not the one that you think it is. Right. So I right. feel like, and that again comes from causing fear and mistrust and all this crazy false information. And it depends on where you're getting your news from. And like, you can't trust this. And this is what I really meant when I said this. It's this air of confusion. And people have been misled. And then on top of it, like, I, I think you said this, Scott the other podcast or on air, sometime when you said it's more like we're dealing with sports teams. Mm. Yes. It feels Somehow, like people got their flags out there right. rallying for their yeah. sports team. Right. Oh, yeah. it's not and that, it's different. Like when, when a sports team wins or loses, we all either celebrate or, you know, take our lumps and then we go home. And then in like a week we're like, okay, well that was done. This is not that. No. So I don't know why we're treating these individuals instead of, like, the ideals that they stand for as the one and only. And it really is scary, all these conspiracies, to go back to all that whole QAnon thing that have, like, cropped up and have not been squashed by leadership because they need those people. And it adds this whole other aspect of, like, now what the fuck do you— how do you get real news about that even now? And I think it goes back to what you're saying where it's, like, it's not sports. This is a— our lives. Literally our lives. Or like and that's like I saw plenty of tweets yesterday. It's like guys like I know you're sitting on one side or the other and you're having like people like again, you can, I guess I'll say like have fun watching if you're watching inform yourself but also realize that this isn't a time to just be drinking every time your president says something stupid. You should be really looking into your future because every time your president says something that's dumb and it's leading someone down the wrong direction, that is going to impact your life. And we're seeing it right now. And it just, you know, four years ago, I knew it wasn't going to be great. I can't believe how much worse it is than what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think this was even possible in the United States of America. I don't think and anybody it's happening. did, really. I mean, I think people knew it was going to be rough. But I think even at the beginning, like, and I think I was one of those people that were, was disappointed um, you know, when Trump was elected, but I was like, you know what? All right. Go ahead. Prove me wrong. I'm open to this. Let's see what happens. Well, it's just been terrible. I said <sighs> that the day after the election, we were doing our McDonald's tour around Tampa Bay. And I literally came on here knowing that that week we had higher ups listening 
And I said for my radio blog that day, I said my candidate didn't win, but I wish them well as an American citizen who loves the country. Yeah. I hope that I'm proven wrong. I hope that all my worst fears do not come true. Pull that tape. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to end with uh, two things. One, if you are a Trump supporter and you have gotten through all of this. I don't know crap. how at this point. You must be a very open-minded Trump supporter. Um, Please, we'd love to chat with you. Please, please. I'd just, I, and there won't be any confrontation. It would just literally be questions like, help us understand why. How do you still, again, for either of them, but it's like, how do you still, how are you okay with those actions? Like, that's me. Like, I'm looking at, like, I don't even care what you, like, okay, I guess some people argue, like, they brought jobs back. Okay. Well, one job is going to come back no matter what. I'm you sure open there up the are, country. like, I don't have a list, but I'm sure there are some good things of that have happened under the Trump presidency. <laughs> it's not like be. every, si- right? There better have been. So there are some things, but help us understand the bigger picture. Right. Yeah, like, how do you, like, look past the actions of the highest power? Right. Because that, to me, is just unacceptable. Like, would you be okay with someone talking to you like that? Right. So why would you be okay with someone talking to 350 million people like that? And that's the problem. I guess some people are okay with it. Guess so. Uh, make sure to vote. If you have not registered, Monday, October 5th is the last day to register to vote in Florida. I'm not sure what it is. If you listen, I know we got some San Diego people, some Phoenix people. Um, so I don't know, but look it up. Google it. It's super easy to do. Um, I, I haven't listened to this, so I don't know, but I always feel like Trevor Noah from The Daily Show oh, yeah. always has a really good perspective. Man, did they pick a good person to take over for Jon Stewart or what? Yeah, Absolutely. He's, he's so good. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to end the podcast. I haven't heard this yet, so I don't know what he says, but this is his first reaction to the debates last night, and then we'll be done after that. Yo! <laughs> what was that? What was that? What's going on, everybody? I figured I'd just jump in to give you my opinions on what happened in the first presidential debate. If you missed the debate, I'm gonna give you a quick recap of what happened. Ah! 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 Would you like? Ah! Oh wait, dang it! Please don't tell me. It. There we go. Yo! Oh wait, sorry. Ah! 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 Would you like? Ah! 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 Would you like to respond? To- ah! 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 It was very informative. First things first. We need new debate rules, people. Chris Wallace. Thank you for your service, and I hope that you have a lot of money for your therapy. You made a valiant effort, but you were not ready for this because no human being could have been ready for this. They don't need a moderator for this thing. They need a UFC ref. Dana White, get on it. Trump would not shut up. Right now, he's still in his bedroom complaining about how crooked Hillary rigged the election that he won. She totally stole it, but I got it. I brought it back. I grabbed it from her. I totally had it. Passed a toothpaste, Melania. That's what I did. I grabbed it from Hillary. I mean, at one point, Chris Wallace was this close to looking at Trump and saying, nigga, you gotta shut the f*** up. (laughs) That was Chris Wallace losing his mind. So look, moderators, you need to figure out how to handle Trump at a debate, because this is not good for the nation. It doesn't work to just say, Mr. President, please. Mr. President, please, please. Mr. President, please. Have you ever asked a toddler, please? Please, put down the matches. Please, put down. Your house will be burned down around you. That's why Melania slaps the hand. You gotta slap the hand. Don't be talking to a toddler. I'm telling you, man, they need to switch things up. They need to figure something out. Do anything. 
Give the next moderator a spray bottle just to spritz them every time they interrupt. I promise you, Trump will be quiet because his hair turns into a gremlin if it gets wet. Just spray him. Or you know what? Even better, give Trump $100 for every time he lets Biden finish a sentence. Yeah? I mean, the money is a great incentive for him. And now that we've seen the tax returns, we know that he needs it. And whoever decided on this format needs to be fired. Because I don't know about you at home, but I have never, and I mean never, wanted to see a commercial break more badly than that. <laughs> I cannot do 90 straight minutes of this shit ever again. It was brutal. There's gotta be a commercial break every five minutes. And during those commercial breaks, every ad should be for antidepressants <laughs> or some drug that has side effects that make you forget the last four years. And honestly, if you went to a commercial in the middle of this thing, I bet even the guys in the ad would be flustered. They'd be so thrown off by Donald Trump, they'd be like, uh, I was gonna tell you about the, uh, the cat litter or hot, hot dogs or... I can't remember any... I don't, I'm sorry, I, guys, I, I don't know what this ad is about. That guy just kept on. And these debates need fact-checkers. Why am I the only person who still says, guys, debates need fact-checkers? Because otherwise, people can just stand on the stage and say whatever they want, and there are no consequences. I mean, Zero, nada, zilch. Every time a candidate says a lie, there should be some sort of, like, sign that they lied. Like, maybe a brick should come down on their side of the screen, you know, like Tetris. <laughs> and then as they lie, it'll just gradually build up until it covers their face. I mean, the best part for Trump is that five minutes into the debate, he'll finally have his wall. There are so many places where there is no truth. Twitter, Facebook, partisan news networks. These debates, at the very least, should be a place where people can tune in and expect some kind of fact check, you know? You can't just have both candidates making things up if they're gonna make things up. It's like, you don't know. Is Biden telling the truth? I think so. Is Trump, that's definitely a lie, but no one's saying anything. You can't have them decide when it's a lie. It's like the NBA finals. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, you can call your own fouls. No, that's chaos. You need an actual ref on the court, people. I mean, the one upside of this whole night is now we know what the Fight Club sequel will look like in 40 years. That's the one upside. In fact, that's what we should do. We should just let these guys wrestle. Just let them physically wrestle each other. Because the reality is, everyone's made up their mind, right? There's no such thing as an undecided voter. It's just people too embarrassed to say how they'll vote. So let's entertain America at least with two old men wrestling and the winner gets a free hip replacement. <laughs> so, I don't know guys. Fresh after the debate, what is my takeaway? <laughs> I don't actually know. I mean, I don't know how Biden did because Trump did more interrupting than Kanye West in a room full of Taylor Swift. <laughs> it sounded less like a debate and more like the radio was stuck catching two stations. <laughs> this guy's a clown. Please, Mr. President. <laughs> I can't believe that Biden even managed to keep any train of thought. That was impressive. You want to talk about being a copus mentis for being president? Pay attention while Trump is trying to interrupt you the whole time. It's like having a little devil on your shoulder, but they're not trying to convince you of anything. They're just trying to mess you up. Yeah, that's what 250,000, that's that, it's a lie. Barisma, baby. <laughs> I was watching that debate and I kept forgetting where I was. I actually hope Biden was taking drugs because that's the only way I was able to get through the debate. <laughs> and as for Trump's performance, two things. One, now we finally know what it would be like if he read his Twitter feed out loud. And two, I can't believe how hard his brain malfunctioned when they asked him to denounce white supremacists. <laughs> Will you denounce the Proud Boys, Mr. President? Well, uh, yeah, uh, 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 the proud boy, well, stand back and stand by, boys. <laughs> so after the first debate, I don't know if anybody won. All I know is, for the next debate, I'm gonna stand back from the TV and stand by a bottle of wine.
We'll see you guys tomorrow for the fallout from the first presidential debate on the Daily Social Distancing Show debate. Good night! I'm out! This shit was ridiculous. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.